New Year's, our best wishes to you for 2023. You're tuned to On the Home Front. My name is John Murphy, welcoming you to our first program of the new year. We're going to have a very busy show, so we're going to get right to it. For the last part of the show, we're going to talk to somebody from the Assets for Artists program, uh, which is through Mass Mocha. They are doing a whole bunch of programs to support artists in our region this year, beginning in January. Her name is Molly Rideout, and we're going to have a phone conversation with her to end the show. After we have uh, some folks here to talk about Willimantic Downtown, we're going to talk about the uh, Repair Cafe coming to our area on Saturday, January 14th. But to begin the show, I'm very happy to have folks back in the studio. I've had them here many times, and the studio is always a little brighter <laughs> when they're in the house. Next to me is Jean DeMay from Willimantic. I know. <laughs> It's okay to be mushy. The world needs because mush. Do the hearts. The world needs time. a little mush. What's the heart? This means right. uh, uh, their there hearts with little hearts. And also oh, Ruth Hartunian Allenbaugh, a radio <laughs> sister on Mondays with her program Ravings and Cravings, Mondays at 5 p.m. I should have applause queued up for that. Thank That's you very okay. Much. That's right. Every Monday with Ruthie. <laughs> but they're here to talk about winter events as part of the work of the Willimantic Downtown Neighborhood Association. So welcome to the new year. And let's start out with going over some of the events coming up in the next few weeks. We're here to talk about the Romantic Willimantic Chocolate Festival. Yay, back is, again. Which is why I it's okay Round of applause. Yes, hearts, 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 hearts. I don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Yep. Yes, back after so many years. Yes, Thank you. so many. Yeah. So right. I think so, this is, uh, you know, 15th year maybe, 16th year. Yeah. With a little interruption. So it's Feb <coughs> February right. 11th. And it's moved around town in different areas. It's had quite a history. Uh, yeah. uh, but it's, it's awesome to have it town. back. Yep. It's all over town. So Chocolate City. As they Chocolate City, right. And the, okay. whole, the whole idea is, well, we can't start at the beginning or we could, but... We oh, could. we can. Yeah, right. we could. Road race. So there's lots and lots and lots of events throughout the course of the day. I would say grounded by this, what we call the chocolate chip stroll, which is the stores on Main Street mm -hmm. having a lot of chocolate-related activities going on. Now, this on. is the Saturday? What is this? February, Saturday, February 11th. Very good. And so to, to let people know, it is in the stages of coming together. Yes. So it is not fully gelled. Uh, so the part that I'm doing is not fully gelled, but I can tell you everything I know in a minute or less, probably. The I'll, I'll be hopefully hosting the chocolate cake baking contest. And so people are gonna should be firing up their ovens and getting ready to do some chocolate cake baking. I will send a press release out to the Chronicle so people know like what the rules are, how it's going to roll. No, a delicious contest. Location. If anyone out there would like to recommend anyone to be a judge, I would be oh. open to that oh. this year. Yeah. So my phone <laughs> number, me. yeah, why not? You know, <laughs> I'll is, tell you why. I, I have a couple of uh, people in mind, mm. but I always like to have a couple more up my sleeve. So if people want to recommend 860-208-8783, or you can even send a message on Ravings and Cravings on my there Facebook you. page. You can't have yeah. too much cake for a thing like I don't this. think so. It's impossible. <laughs> no. But it's, well, I'm going to go back in the history of that a little bit this is why i can't be a judge um the very first one <clears throat> ruth was like who's gonna who's gonna cake bake i'm like oh i'll bake a cake and i baked a cake and and we had it was at willie brew right that first I yeah, one i think it was at willie brew really? yeah Isn't it just and the judges said well that was nice but it wasn't chocolate 
<laughs> it wasn't chocolate cake. <laughs> I made a vanilla cake, but I had chocolate frosting on it. April Fool's. That should have that should have it should have counted, I think. I and that. I think it was a really good chocolate frosting. It was. <laughs> it was good. Uh, it was good. Anyway, that was not the whole point of the cake, yeah. so I kind of blew it. But that's okay. I I didn't expect to win. Well, the thing I, I love is that after COVID, having shut so many gatherings down, mm. or impacted them or forced them to shrink down. Mm-hmm. Now we're back to whatever normal is going to be. And uh, so, so one thing, run down some more of the events and also mention a website because I know things are still coming together. You were waiting for the holidays yeah. to pass, people mm-hmm. to settle back down. So also mention a website and people can figure out how to spend the day. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So I which, think we're going to say Facebook Yeah, page, so, so there's do a romantic, Willamantic Chocolate Festival. How about WillamanticDowntown.org? I don't know that we're gonna that we're on there, but we could look there. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, a we'll great local site. There. That's a that's, good site as well. That is a good one. You're okay. right. You're so right. Uh, if it's yeah. on Facebook, we should say the the date, like 2023 kind of thing. So we oh, know yeah. what yeah, year. Yeah, February 11, 2023. Because if you right. if you go ones. to Facebook, there are a couple of other pages that will come up that were right. prior years. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. and and that's one one of the reasons I'm like, well, we put on the same audience that we had, so people mm-hmm. are clicking on that. So mm-hmm. anyway, it does it does start with a road race. <clears throat> so first mile racing um, puts together what they call an urban scramble and it's a uh, over the four bridges in Willimantic. Nice. So it goes over That's Bridge very Street. Cool. Right. I think it's very Frog unique. Bridge. Yeah, it's very unique, it but is. it's crazy because it's a 2-mile race in the middle of February. And one time they were basically skating down. Yeah, it was very icy. It was very dangerous. <laughs> <So>. Weather. <laughs> I think didn't they, isn't it called Cupid made me do yes, it? Yes, Cupid made me do it. Yes, yes. And that usually the Cupid of that year, which would be David Foster this year, um, gets to say go. <laughs> they already named the Cupid this year. For, up until oh wait, from, he's from twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah, thought you meant twenty twenty three. Okay, I was confused. No, no. Sorry. So he's the twenty twenty two. Finishing the term. Finishing right. his term. So well, well done, David. Well done. Okay. Round of applause. Okay. Yes, yes. So this would be his last major event, um, if he can make it. Sometimes the Cupids don't really want to get up and go out in the cold at that hour with no clothes on, you know. Um. <laughs> yeah, it starts early, like what eight, eight thirty or something. It it's actually starts at ten a.m. It's not ten, but they do the registration, and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they mill around. So they're going to be gathering at um, seven fifty Main, which is Daniela D'Souza's new pottery, Spiral Arts. Spiral Arts. It's a couple of doors Arizona down from us, from right us? here. That's yeah. nice. So that's yeah. nice. That'll be a great way down to introduce way. people into that place. Um, yeah, and then to. Then during the day, there's going to be just every merchants are doing different things that are chocolate related. Uh, oh, what hey, was that? Sky falling albums. Oh, we had a whole pile of records, by the yeah, way, folks. Okay. That was not the result of no the U.S. Congress hurt. voting today. They haven't yet voted. <laughs> they so we're yet still voted. seven <laughs> counts. Seven counts. No speaker yet. I think the, the shock waves have hit Willimantic. <laughs> I'm and more worried about the budgets. Yeah. Are they going to wow. pass yeah. a budget? Or the well, you know, we'll have to edit that out of the show. We'll have to edit that out of the no, show. No, that's kind of neat because it's organic. Well, well, it's live. God it's help live. us all. It is yeah. live. It it's is the live. good, the bad, and the ugly. That's right. Thank you, Matt Rupar, for controlling the chaos. <laughs> but by the way, no animals were harmed. No, no. all right. That's no, right. that's no, a very important thing. Very important thing. Yeah, I hope truly. no albums were harmed because that's John Tewitt's yeah. collection, I believe, of oldies. Mm. Oh, he has a great collection. Yeah. 
So also, so yeah. part of this is like a lot of the restaurants have specialties. Yeah. So if you go into, mm -hmm. for example, a, a Mexican restaurant might have a mole special. Sure. Right? Some um, kind of theme. Some, some kind, of, kind theme. of And maybe some drinks and maybe mm -hmm. other kinds of things to eat. I, I, I probably won't get to see any of it if I'm pulled Working. up with cake. So I'll yeah. suffer. Yeah. Oh, I want to also mention with the cake is that it, at the end we get to bid on those Thank cakes, and they're auctioned off. The, those generous bakers allow us to auction off the cakes if they choose. Yeah, we're going to see. I, I, I may have a few new things blowing in the wind for this year, and I can't spoil okay. it because I still am laying down the groundwork of things. So, okay. John, invite me back in like two weeks, and maybe I'll. I can spill well, you more. know what we're doing on the show? Once a month, we're having different people from the Willimantic uh, Downtown Neighborhood Association uh, tied into Thread City Development. This group meets once a month. They plan events all throughout the year. I try to get people on every month with different things. Mm -hmm. I had Kim Cash and Andy Goot here once. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll continue this. So whenever things happen, we'll have you here. But we have a few minutes to go before we wrap up. Are there any people you know of that are looking at doing something, even though you don't know for sure what form it'll take? The, well, the road race for sure. And the, um, the, will, the food co-op is doing their big celebration. It's their birthday party, and they I think they're there up to go. 44 cakes this 44 year. 44 cakes, 43, 44 cakes. Nice. Um, so you can go eat cake all day. The rec department is having a Valentine movie night. They're showing Lady and the Tramp at 6:30 at the gym in the community center. Family friendly. Family very friendly, very absolutely. Nice. And free nice popcorn and free movie. In the nice new gym. In the nice new gym. Lovely. Um, there will be a, a a, a sweetheart dance <clears throat> at the Elks Club featuring Patty um, Tewitt's that's band. Right. That's right. And that's going to start at uh, 7 o'clock, 7 to 11. That's a fundraiser for the Mill Museum. Um, the Coffee Break Gallery at the um, Wyndham Museum, no, America Museum yes. on Quirkus Street um, is going to have an art exhibit. And Ooh. any artist who want to um, submit something should get hold of Bev York. And the idea is anything with hearts or love involved in, in the exhibit. Sure. And they're mm -hmm. also having a tea, a chocolate hearts tea, drop-in tea party that day during, during the chocolate fest. Same location? Same location, huh? yeah. And that's a fundraiser for the Veterans Center. They did a whole s uh, oh. series of liberties. They, uh, they did mm -hmm. one recently about George Washington crossing the Delaware. Yeah. So Bev York and that, that crew is doing really nice work there. They are working hard there. Mm -hmm. They're working yeah. hard there. Yeah, we'll have her back soon. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's a lot already planned, a lot going on. Um, a lot of people have contacted me wanting to participate. The Good. merchants are involved, yeah. and mm -hmm. we're, we're basically seeking places to do things. Mm -hmm. One of my, you know, I'm always looking for new idea ideas. Um, We've had people do lectures on the history of chocolate, yep. or um, mm -hmm. Jamie Eves got on <laughs> Facebook and started talking about the history of St. Valentine, who is a, a martyr. That's, that's an interesting and history. And it's a very interesting history. So he was um, all into illicit sex, but it was illicit because it was illegal. We had uh -huh. a lot of sex in this country that was illegal recently, right? Um, and I, I've always wanted to do something uh, with a horse-drawn wagon. Rides going oh, up like and down they do the for street. the Victorian neighborhood thing, yeah. like in the neighborhoods. But in the, right here remember? on Main Street, go up and down Main Street and pick people up and drop them off. Do you remember that year that we had the Model T cars going up? And yes, down? Yeah, that right, was so right, cool. Right. 
And they were yeah. picking people up like at the mill museum right. and then bringing them to town hall. That, I wonder if somebody that do was that awesome. during the chocolate fest. Well, they did it once. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Emily think of those Brew should cold. add some absinthe. All right. All right. should have absinthe there for the day. They yeah, have absinthe at. Um, there you go. Really? Absinthe. At, no, at, at Swift uh, <laughs> Stone Row Kitchen Stone and Bar Row. has absinthe. Yes. Oh yeah, absinthe and, and chocolate. Like that. Wow. Yeah, wow. that's a good point. I've never had yeah. that. I don't think. In the past, there's been a pub crawl. So if anyone wants to, but they to already get, just did the jingle bars one. Yeah. but people loved it, and I they'll had do one in March. People. I think they do one in March. Yeah. yeah, they try to do that, but that'll be a future show. Yeah, that's uh, a future show. Those yeah. are events. So yeah, lots of lots of potential. Stay tuned. Yeah, film it alone. Yeah. <laughs> so Ruthie, just before we close, I just want you to have a second to talk about Monday afternoons at five o'clock because mm -hmm. you're working here behind the scenes doing another story series, yeah. and people are still finding out about the show. Mm -hmm. It's part of a block they have here every Monday to Friday from five to six. Mondays at five. Yay! Yeah. It's Ravings and Cravings Radio is in the house. We're currently hybrid, so I've done a couple call-in shows, which have been really fun. But most of the things at this point are pre-recorded, and I really I am looking into getting kind of the in visual the field, different places. Yeah, 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 and and so that would just change everything though as far as content and stuff. But that has been a I've been doing that since September, and it's going to be a, a nice long ride because we have so much content to draw from in this area. I am going a little out of the area once in a while and choosing some other things that I think are interesting to the community. But yeah. you can and you can listen to the archive version, thanks to Matt, through my Facebook page, Ravings and Cravings, where I post it after the show runs on a Monday. You can also listen to it on Charter Cable, and you can also listen to it on the WILI YouTube page. So you can, if you miss it on Monday, you you don't have to cry. <laughs> See, that's you can, well, that's the thing about live radio. Not everybody yeah. catches it live, but yeah. once you save it, it could be when they're available. It really works well. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I look forward to have Gene back okay. once in a while during the uh, coming springtime. There's a lot of awesome. new development happening downtown. If you want to get involved, the association meets the third Monday of every month at different locations around town. If you go to the website, you can get on the list to join. There's so many good ideas coming up now. I had a chance to, to catch the December meeting. And as people looked ahead to 23, there was a lot of optimism in the room and a lot of projects that people have been working on behind the scenes that will become more visible now. Yes. And it will really be exciting to see that. Do you yeah. know when and where the next meeting will be at all? Uh, in January? Uh, it's not January. My head, Third yeah. Monday. Uh, it's yeah. usually around 8.30 or 10 o'clock. But if you go to willimanticdowntown.org, okay. that's how you can track all this stuff all year long. Right. So thank you for and your good I work. I think they're posting things on the downtown Willimantic website. Which sure. Willimantic downtown website. Yeah. Right, yeah. There's a lot of people trying to use the web more to be more efficient. Yeah. But that's the place to go for a lot of good info. Okay. So we'll look forward to having you folks back in the future. I wish you a great year ahead. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, John. Thank you. All right. Thank you. you betcha. You Take care. More to come. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hold on one second before you go. Okay. I'm going to uh -oh. take a break now for a couple of short messages. We'll come back and talk about the Repair Cafe, which is coming up on January 14th, and then Assets for Artists, New Arts Programs for 2023. Get a quick we'll picture. Okay. See you at the repair cafe. Oh, he's going to take yeah. it from there? Okay. Yeah. I'll lean over because the mic is in my yeah. way. Yeah. They'll go like this. Product placement. Here, wait. I should turn. <laughs> Yay. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, folks. Where, where will you post uh, when it goes? 
Oh, this one? I'll send you a link. Awesome. Yeah. Because right, I'll share it. Yeah, because I subscribe, so I get it when it's posted. I'll just send you the link. Thank yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, you bet, folks. I'll see you at the fest, too. I'll be there. It'll be fun. See you at the fest. See you at the you fair betcha. cafe. You bet. Sorry about the records. I didn't know. Uh, it wasn't your fault. It's wow. John's fault. He shouldn't dial them up that high. Uh, gravity. <laughs> All right. Okay, you want to send those folks in? All right. Will do. Repair cafe. Here we go. Uh, how's our time? Uh, good. One, two, three. Good. Because I ended one minute early. All right, folks. We're cheek to cheek. Swing this mic around if you want to use my this mic. Okay, let's do that. All right. I send wow. Oh, this one here. Okay. Yeah. So do you want us? Welcome to the analog world. Are you, are you sitting there? Uh, you, you folks will sit there. I'll be right here on the end. Part of the oh, okay. World. So. Okay. All right. So you all can get a seat, get comfortable. Get comfortable. Does this door get closed? Yes, please. Yes, Thank please. You. I'll bring this down a little bit <coughs> off to the side. Yeah, perfect. Elizabeth off to the side. Frank Zappa, U47. That telephone Are you a, a fan of Frank Zappa's music? Oh my goodness, so am I. I've been playing him on the radio since uh, 1970. We Still have do. A female cat named Frank in honor. In honor of Frank, Frank Zappa? Zappa. Oh, yeah. oh, that's awesome. I love it. Well, I, you know, like December 4th is a big day, right? That's yes. when he passed. Yes. It's a sad day. I can remember where I was. Uh, well, yeah, I, I didn't hear. Do we decide we know the year that this repair I cafe started? It. Yeah, I find we it. don't know that. But we, okay. we know other things. Okay. A minute and a half. So I'm going to change this. Uh, you're on 23? Yes. I wonder if I can so do that. I think I'm going to leave it alone or I'm going to lose it. Oh, okay. This is better this way, Matt? Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's good. So this operation is run by Mike Rice or is but, Colin um, Rice's Colin son? Rice. Yeah, the Rice family. The Rice family, yeah. yeah. Some of them are more involved, you know, day to day than others. And a few years ago, they joined a larger group called Hall. So they're part of a group that has stations down in Norwich and New London. So it's a regional group now. Nice. Yeah. 40 seconds. 40 seconds. All right, thanks for being here. Good to see you, always. Yeah. yeah. OK. And uh, Jeanette, what town do you hail from? Ted and I live in Mansfield. Mansfield. Ted? Mansfield. We're married. So. Oh, very good. OK. Live in the same town. I try not to live. <laughs> you two crazy kids. I love it. <laughs> Elizabeth Mansfield, too, right? Willimantic, Willie, right Willie. up the road. Willie, okay. Uh, uh. Ten seconds. Ten, oh, here we go. Stand by. Three, two, one. Hey, welcome back to the program. We're live again here on this January 4th, our first program of the new year on the home front. We're glad to have you with us. We're available on YouTube as well. WILI has a YouTube channel, and you can subscribe to it so you can get all the 5 to 6 p.m. shows available, you know, whenever you're free. I'm very happy here today to be sharing the second part of the program, talking about a great local effort. It's called the Repair Cafe. It's been here for many, many years. 
And we have three people very involved with this year's event, which is January 14th, a Saturday, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And as you go to my right, I have Elizabeth Hebner back here in the house, along with Ted Buskey and also Jeanette Picard. So thank you for being here and for all the work you're doing to help make another cafe happen. You're welcome. It's a great event, and it has a real tradition of going back to Europe, just trying to avoid throwing things away needlessly, really. It's a simple idea, but, man, the landfills are full of a lot of these things. So maybe give a little preview of this, and we'll talk about what's going to happen on the 14th. So the Repair Café was started in 2009 in Amsterdam by Martine Postma, Hmm. and they started the Repair Café International Foundation and then in 2012, a couple people from New York City decided that they were going to start um, in the United States. So out of that came uh, The Repair Revolution, which is a book that came out in 2020. And now there are repair cafes all over the United States. And Willimantic has, we were trying to figure out the three of us when it started in Willimantic, and we don't know. So that's something that we will have to we will have to ask Ginny, who um, started working on this. I imagine a good fifteen years ago. They they used to do it with the, the access agency. Also, Wyndham Arts ran it many many years ago. But it's a wonderful event. It's a way for you to go through your garage, your attic, spring cleaning. You find things that often you just throw away because there's a loose wire. But the folks who volunteer for the cafes bring all that stuff back to life. And I've been to many of them. It's incredible to see how many things people walk away with. The other thing the book emphasizes, and I think it's useful to think about, is community building. So people come and we all volunteer our skills from the community. And people get to talking and also learning how to do things and how to repair things and watching someone repair things that a lot of times their parents maybe didn't know how to do. And so it's it's also a way of learning and sharing skills between people. Yeah. So what are you folks doing to help make this year's event happen? How are you folks tied in? Well, uh, I'm uh, a mechanical electrical uh, repairer. I've been repairing stuff since I was a kid and taking things apart if I couldn't repair them just to see how they work. Mm-hmm. Um, but... <clears throat> I mostly take care of electronics uh, and so, some mechanical things, but we also do bicycles, lawn uh, equipment, appliances, uh, mixers, toasters, um, radios, uh, amplifier, guitar amplifier, remember the last, last time. Um, lamps are a pretty popular one. There's That's usually really something popular. that uh, just simple, the switch is broken or the cord is, is pulled. And uh, where we are working at the church in Willie, uh, we have uh, Willards right across the street. So if we only carry a few of the common parts like wires and uh, tape and thing, you know, connectors and things like that, uh, but if there's something special, well, we can send a person over to Willimantic and, I mean, to Willards and uh, they can pick it up and come back. We've worked on things that are too complicated, and we've had to turn send the person uh, to somebody more experienced. And we've been in as helpful and as for things as simple as the batteries were in backwards. Yeah. So <laughs> I was there one year when, when this person had a 
It was almost a religious experience because this old Hoover vacuum cleaner was brought back to life. Yeah. Incredible, because that was a serious machine at the time. Right. And I know there's knife sharpening sometimes. Yes. It depends on the month, too. Right. Uh, and it's in Arnold Auditorium, I believe it is, uh, up in the church, in the First Congregational, Congregational Church, church yeah. on Valley Street, just a few blocks from here, actually, 10 to 2. Uh, and how about you, Jeanette? How are you lending a hand? Well, we have a, a number of cadre of seamstresses. Um, mostly, we're mostly self-taught. We bring our own sewing machine in, and people mm -hmm. bring things for us to sort of bring back to life. But beyond that, there's the education part that Elizabeth talked about, that we're also teaching people to do some of these things for themselves. So um, we might teach you how to hem or how to just darn a little area that needs a little bit of repair. And I had a really interesting experience where um, actually an elementary school classmate of our son, who's now in his late 20s, came in with a whole pile of things that needed to be repaired. So as people work, we always have them help with whatever part they can. And so as we took care of a seam that was out, um, a uh -huh. collar that was off, I would show her how to do it and have her do parts. She came back to the next repair cafe with a smaller amount of things, and we went through those. And then she came to the last repair cafe with one item that was kind of tricky, and I taught her to do that. And she said, well, I guess I won't see you for quite a while because now I think I know how to do some of these things for myself. And I That's great. gave her some, we always bring our own little stock of supplies, and I gave her some basics so that she could take care of those things on her own. And it was um, really gratifying for me to see that not only had I helped someone with that recycling piece, but I'd also taught her how to do some of these things for herself. And, you know, riffing off the helping people learn things, I also am on the committee for the, the food co-op's annual country fair, and we decided that we wanted the repair cafe people to come. And then we realized, oh, we don't have any power outlets, and it would That's be right. really tricky, and people would have to be carrying all their equipment around. So I came up with a project to um, teach people how to sew a button on. And, um, and then I decided, well, maybe I would have a project for them to actually participate in sewing the buttons on. And then I thought, well, maybe I'll get people from the community to donate white flat buttons. So in the end, I had made four-inch high repair cafe letters out of felt, had them pr at the f downtown country fair. I was teaching grandmothers and all kinds of people you wouldn't expect, a lot of men actually, how to thread a needle, how to tie a knot, and then how to sew buttons on. And I had this huge pot of buttons and people were digging through them and going, oh, look at this That's one, cool. look at that yeah. one. Yeah. And then they sewed them on whatever letter they wanted and we covered the letters with buttons and then I used those letters, which if you go to the repair cafe, you will see the banner that is made out of letters with buttons sewn on them. And yeah. I, Put them onto a banner so that was a really cool educational project i thought i've seen a handful of college students there because they go through a lot of stuff yes and sometimes yep. they have mending to do and they're not close to home you know so to speak so that's another way i've seen young people there too right and little kids too yep. will come with their parents and you mm -hmm. can teach them how to do a little something how to thread a needle mm -hmm. how to take apart a seam um sometimes just pinning two pieces of fabric together for you. Yeah. And it's nice to get them involved and have them know from a very early age that they can do some of these things for themselves. And they yeah. don't need to throw something away. They can actually fix it and use it again. Yeah. 
I had to ha uh, help a, a dad fix a belt. He had to pull it in, luckily. And um, <laughs> we had his son uh, punching the holes, uh, showed him how to use a drill. We did, should have had a hole punch, but we had a drill at the time, and the little fellow uh, really got into helping his dad That's right. make a belt fit him. Well, these are everyday life things, you know. <clears throat> and our, our economy is so compromised now, because when I first came out here in the Mesozoic period, in the uh, <laughs> late 70s from New York, you had a thing like the Greenleaf Shop. You had little shops yeah. in town where you could have these things fixed. They all disappeared. And this is a lost part of our economy. I know I had the good chance to, to have family in Brazil. And in Sao Paulo, Brazil, there's a whole industry sector of repair shops. Every neighborhood, you've got your pharmacy, you've got your bakeries, but everywhere there are fix-it shops right. for parts. And there's a whole industry that tries to avoid that for economic reasons, it's hard to replace things. Here, it's a landfill issue. I'm sure you right. talk about that. Our landfills are full of a lot of junk that we don't need to have there. And I'm, I look at the um, transfer station in Mansfield where we uh, yeah. collect electronics and so so much uh, so many times I'll hear somebody say, "Oh, this works. Um, I would like love to give it to somebody, but we just upgraded, or we got right. a different that one, happens. or we're moving out." And uh, I just uh, my only option is to to get rid of it. Um, we need to find more options where we can reuse rather than uh, recycle. Recycling is is actually at the lowest part of the the pyramid for recycling um, some repair cafes have like tables where people can bring things and so things are given away uh, which um, which is a cool idea too too there's a lot of re free cycle is a online right right thing where you can give your things to people who need them which is kind of cool and the reason I I enjoy um, I enjoy repairing things is a challenge and the the learning experience. Uh, so if there's anyone out there who likes a challenge, a learning experience, uh, no matter what your level of skill is, uh, please uh, give us a call and, uh, and maybe you can uh, help out with something. Uh, maybe we could even help you learn how to fix things if you're so interested. Oh yeah. I mean the beautiful thing about the repair cafes is that people are volunteers everywhere you go. They have people helping them behind the scenes, preparing food, mm -hmm. some snacks to have while you're waiting to get your things fixed, coffee and some pretty pretty awesome pastries, I must yeah. say. And just yeah, manning sure. the table because it oh, takes yeah. organization to make sure that people yeah. are coming through smoothly so that one right. person isn't overwhelmed. There's a whole team so that makes this happen. And so you don't need to sew or do electronics to help in that way. Right. right. So let me give the date again. It's uh, January 14th. They do it four times a year, right? Saturday, January 14th, 10 to 2 at the First Congregational Church, downtown Willie on Valley Street. Is there a website or should they go to a Facebook There's page? A Facebook go page. ahead. Who um, would that be? Which all you have to do is a search yep. online for Willimantic Repair Cafe Facebook right. page and it'll pop right up. Okay, Willimantic Repair Cafe. Well, I wish you a great season ahead. Thank, Thank you, you very much for the good work Thank you're you doing. I'm us. sure we'll have you Thank folks you. back with other projects during the year. And thanks love, again for being here. Love to today. have you down for repairs. You bet. <laughs> oh, I stop by all the time. Your readers there behind the scenes as part of that team. Right. So I'll see you folks on the 14th. All right. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. Great. Yep. Okay. So we're going to take a short break here. Have a very short tune, The Hills of My Connecticut. And we'll come back and talk about assets for artists 
support resources for artists in our region here. Don't go away. There's a place that's nearest to heaven Where the hills roll up to the sky And the land is peaceful and lovely It's where I want to live and die I love the hills of my Connecticut I love its valleys and its streams I've got my loved ones in Connecticut And they're always in my dreams My heart is home among those friendly hills And no matter Hello, Molly. Hi there. I'm just checking the controls here. Matt's getting our level set to go. Molly, are you with us here? Hello. I am here. Hi. All right. Well, it was very nice to see you uh, at the Thrive meeting. Uh, I'm going to have folks from, uh, from Common Ground come on as well. And I thank you for sharing the news today. I uh, checked yeah. out the information you sent, and uh, there's lots to cover. And as we get into springtime, it'd be great to come back maybe every month or so with updates on programs. I'm doing that with the Office of the Arts uh, mm. to try to use the show as a networking for local arts groups. So we'll stay yeah. connected, I hope. That sounds great. Yeah, we'd love that. Okay. 30 seconds. Okay. So this is a weekly show. It runs for an hour, usually three segments a week. And we get it on YouTube. It's on area radio stations, so we reach the region. And what we can do today is just cover the things you shared, just to preview new resources for Connecticut artists. And it's really nice to see uh, so many options. And we can talk about them today and then maybe follow up in February. I know some okay. other programs are coming up, but we can stay in touch. Five seconds. That sounds great. Okay. Yes. Three, Okay, two, well, thanks for writing the live one. media waves. Okay, welcome back, folks. We're here for the third part of our program today on the home front, and I have a phone call going on now with Molly Rideout. She's the assistant director of the Assets for Artists program, which is part of the efforts of the Massachusetts Museum of Contemporary Art, MassMOCA. And beginning with the new year, there are some new resources available for artists in our region, and Molly's here to share the good news about how you might find a way to either develop your business or maybe develop your skills to prepare to go to work or for your creative development. But first off, Molly, my best wishes to you for the new years, and thanks a lot for being here today. Oh, so happy to be here. So I guess the focus for a lot of what I saw today when I went to the website, and it had to do a lot with uh, programs that would do with one-on-one -on -one relationships and support for artists, uh, some workshops for business and uh, finance, and capacity building grants for facilities. And maybe you could run down what some of those programs are and how people can connect to you. 
Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, even though we are based up in the Berkshires, our Assets for Artists program works across um, three states, Connecticut being one of them. And um, especially this year, we have some really exciting programs we're doing in partnership with the Office of the Arts. Um, And one of those is actually an open application right now for, as you mentioned, that capacity building program. And it's actually a completely unrestricted grant, not not specifically focused on facilities, um, for any artist. Um, It really focuses on giving them the tools that they need to um, take the next step for their creative process. And so that's a different different state for every single artist. And so it pairs up, um, as I said, an unrestricted grant of about $2,000, as well as priority access to some of that one-on-one coaching you mentioned, priority access to a variety of different workshops, um, some of which are custom selected for the cohort, and just generally a slew of resources for kind of making a plan, especially in this moment when, you know, planning can feel really, really difficult um, and thinking about what you want to do for the next couple of years. I know. That's one of the struggles. I've, you know, I've covered artists out here in the region for many years now, and those early startup periods can take years to get through some basic nuts and bolts that some training could save a lot of time and money as well in some cases. Uh, and some of these programs are online, so people can participate virtually. It helps to save the travel issues. And uh, when you talk about unrestricted grants, I think what makes that one very special is that a lot of grants are pretty targeted to certain areas, and by being unrestricted, it's really a way for you to customize that for your unusual needs as an individual, right? That's what's special about this. Right, absolutely. And so this that grant um, will have a cohort of 10 artists who will be selected, um, and that funding can be used for whatever your immediate needs are, um, or it can be, you know, saved away. We're even happy if you put it towards retirement. Um, whatever you are finding you need to be able to be just a little bit more stable as an artist. And even if you don't uh, get selected for the grant program, or maybe you feel like you're not ready to kind of spend some time really digging into that stuff, we have a number of those online workshops that you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, some of which are coming up uh, in a couple weeks here. The next one that will be open to Connecticut artists will be on January 18th, and it's called Financial Strategies for Artists, and with a Philadelphia-based artist who's also actually a tax preparer named Amy Smith, and that's really kind of a a basic nuts and bolts for just like getting a hold of one's finances and understanding what all those things are that you need to think about as you start developing your creative practice in a way that, you know, hopefully will start bringing in some money and maybe some expenses and how do you balance all of that stuff. Yeah, and it's uh, perfect timing for income tax time as well if you're trying to you know, put the pieces together from the last year. This can help you to reframe things for the new year, too. Uh, sure, yeah. Something you mentioned that could be abstract until people figure out how simple things are. You talk about goal-setting tools to help people uh, try to define their steps when they really don't know how to take the steps yet. Could you maybe mention for a second while we have this program uh, uh, being talked about is what kind of goal-setting people can go through to maybe move ahead more quickly? 
Yeah, well, the process that we love to use is one that um, we take from a artist group called Artist U, and it's really just like a three-goal method, and um, Artist U has a bunch of open-source resources that anyone can go to their website and look at that is related to planning, um, but it's really about just like starting with a, with a big brainstorm, but then picking what are the things you're going to focus on, because I think we as artists feel like we have to be working all the time, right? I'm an artist too. It's really hard to turn that brain off and think like there's something more I could be doing. And so goal setting is as much about like picking what you're not going to focus on this year in order to have the capacity to do the things you are going to focus on. Yeah. And when you talk about one-on-ones, could you talk about Mm -hmm. some of the, uh, some of the ways that the coaches break the mountain into manageable chunks when they're all related, but you've got to break it up to take it on one at a time. Uh, can you mention how uh, like a one-on-one can really drill down on particular areas that people might need the most? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so we work with a network of about 30 coaches that are mostly New England-based, but some are coming from all over the country. You know, that's the, the wonders of being able to work virtually and, and over the phone. And depending on what an artist's particular goals are, again, it comes back to that, like, thinking through what your goals might be and what you're going to focus on this year. We can really pair someone up with something, you know, that could be as concrete as I really need a website or I need to improve sales on my website if I already have one Um, or I just like feel like my life is in disarray and I need to talk through what my current situation is and where I want to end up in a couple of years. So it could be as, as concrete or as broad um, as someone needs. Do you have some examples of previous trainings or sessions where folks in Connecticut made a difference in their own plans, maybe some some quick storytelling of individuals or uh, a particular program where somebody was able to overcome those early obstacles? Mm, yeah. Well, I think one of the, the things that Im- that immediately comes to mind that, that we're actually offering again um, for Connecticut artists, so it isn't until April, mm-hmm. but you can register for it now, is, um, is some of the basics about social media, which is so much a part of how, like, a core part of marketing these days for artists. It sure and is. So this yeah, this workshop is um, with uh, Francesca Olson, who is herself a quilter, a writer, um, a former musician, but she's also a consultant for you know, improving people's analytics on both like websites and and Instagram. And I'll I'll admit, like I have consulted with her too on right. this, and so she's teaching a workshop um, just just Instagram basics. Um, and so for those who are feeling like, you know, I, I, I mostly use Instagram just to check in with friends or I don't use it at all and I know that I need to to connect with um, folks or do I need to use it? What are my goals? Um, and is Instagram the best platform for that? Uh, Francesca covers so much of that and can really improve, um, you know, based on whatever whatever the artist's goals are. Um, you know, we actually as a department have been working with her on those similar things and have seen, you know, quite a bit of, of increase of the number of followers, a number of ways we can, you know, for our own programming, get the word out to artists everywhere. Um, 
sure. You know, it, it seems to me that the way things are today, every artist, whatever their media or form is, they have to deal with communications with the public and their constituents and their supporters. And now with these new tools called telephones, uh, you can do amazing things with a little training that used to be very difficult. And the whole idea of social media as something more than just playing around and having fun, but as a business tool is where artists are really figuring out that that component, and it's all doable for them. Absolutely, and it, and also, like, it can feel really overwhelming, like mm -hmm. another thing you have to do, right? And so, you know, one thing that Francesca's great about is, is helping you figure out how you can just, like, kind of build it in your schedule so that it doesn't have to be this thing that's hanging over you. It's a thing that you spend 10 minutes on, you take care of X, Y, Z, and then you move on and get back to the studio, focus on the work that you really want to be doing. Um, because I think that that can be the hardest part about being an artist is when you realize just how much of being an artist is not being in the studio um, and trying to, to minimize as many or at least streamline as many of those kind of business pieces that that we have to do because we're not asked to just be an artist we're asked to also be a salesperson be a marketer um be a grant writer all of these pieces um that that somehow we all have to learn and often you know aren't taught have to seek out and so that's what we we hope to provide here and and one thing we're so excited about with this this upcoming year of partnerships with the connecticut office of the arts is this grant program. We actually haven't offered a grant program specifically for Connecticut in a few years now. I don't think since the pandemic and maybe even a few years before yeah. that. Um, and so we're really happy to be able to, to offer this um, and be able to really have this concentrated time and concentrated support for this cohort. But then also beyond that cohort has a ripple effect outwards of what are the other workshops that we're going to be doing. Um, another piece that I want to uh, want to mention is that we have um, actually a open request for proposals that's until January 15th um, for Connecticut-based artists who want to be one of our trainers, who want to be teaching some of these workshops we're offering. So in addition to learning, uh, you know, wanting to learn, maybe there's folks out there who feel like they've really figured out something. They've really figured out, um, you know, how to sell their work or how to create, you know, different, different levels of sales, right. Or how to put together a solid portfolio, how to be a musician who's touring and navigating all of that. If anyone wants to make a proposal, we've got a simple form that they can fill out um, on our website and we're looking for trainers through the 15th of January. Well, I'm so glad you're talking about these things as we begin the new year. We're speaking with Molly Rideout, by the way, in case you've just joined us. She's the assistant director of the A4A program, and that's Assets for Artists, which is part of uh, MassMOCA, the Massachusetts Museum of Contemporary Art. And I wanted to mention a couple of things, too, that I was very happy to see is the larger sense of collaboration and partnership across program lines to help people fall in between the cracks and succeed anyway. You, you know, for example, you mentioned and uh, the Connecticut Department of Economic and Community Development, there's been a greater sense of unity in Connecticut between arts, culture, and tourism. And they're coming mm -hmm. together more than acting on their own. They realize they have to collaborate a little more. And you're enabling this, uh, helping people find the arts economy as a piece of their life as well. It's not just a hobby, which can be a great experience as an individual artist. It's a beautiful thing. But if you're trying to make a living, that's part of a larger 
process that you folks are trying to grow. And that's all local, grassroots, one program at a time. And it must be nice for you to see these things over the years, how they do produce real stories, real results. Yeah, we, we really love it. And, you know, I think what's really wonderful about the, the kind of structure in Connecticut is the, having the Office of the Arts sitting underneath um, the department um, of the Economic Development Department right. really focuses that artists are also small businesses. And that's something that we also try to, to center, too. As you say, you know, someone can be an artist and not want to or decide to be a small business, but for those who are trying to, to be a freelancer in any way, that is a small business. And what are the ways that we can also point, you know, small business-related opportunities your way and translate it? Because that's often the most important part is translating all the, like, business gibberish into something that, that an yeah. artist can understand and apply for. Yeah, there's always the lingo you have to learn. Even to file a grant properly, you really have to know the language. Oh my gosh, and yes. that's where your training workshops can really make something daunting doable. And uh, I've done some of those over the years myself, and they've been wonderful. And I want to give the website, by the way, folks. If you jot this down, you can follow this website all year long for all these opportunities. Assetsforartists.org, and then do a slash Connecticut. And you've got the whole story of everything that uh, that Molly's been talking about today. Uh, maybe you can mention too something that that I've heard here more and more that in in recent years there was concern that the northeast corner of Connecticut was a little quiet and not as many applications were coming in from our area uh, as they have from other parts of the state. And I've seen more activity lately, more applications or more people trying to move into the development mode that uh, A4A is enabling. What's your sense of activity overall in the region from startups? Well, I think in terms of engagement with our program, it, it has continued to also be a little quiet in that, in mm -hmm. that corner of the state. Um, and I think part of that, honestly, is, is our own um, fault. We've, we've been uh, a team that has been, um, we've seen, you know, across the board you know, for, from so many artists, a huge influx of need of connection to these resources, right? And mm -hmm. so I'm very excited that um, just a few months ago, we hired a new program manager, uh, Elizabeth Moy, who is going to be focusing on Connecticut in more of a way than we really have had capacity to um, previously. And so, you know, really interested in making those connections um, throughout Eastern Connecticut and Northeast Connecticut especially, um, and to be building building those relationships with, with artists and also with any organizations that work with artists or that want to be working with artists and, and finding ways to support them. Well, that's really great because it really is a family tree. And here at, at the local level here in the quiet corner, we have a number of wonderful local arts groups in different towns that are doing their own events and they're trying to keep the gallery scene going. And there's a lot of energy out there. And these programs that you're offering help people to kind of raise the bar. And I'm really grateful to have you today. Uh, and we'll look forward to continuing our chat in the months ahead as you move forward. Um, Molly, we could share stories and keep people informed about new opportunities as they come along. That sounds great, John. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Well, thanks again for being with us today. I wish you a great year ahead, and we'll be talking again soon. Thank you. Take care. Take care now. Okay, but that's how we're going to wrap up today. A busy show again. We'll see you next week at the same time for another edition. We're here at AM 1400, 95.3 Digital FM, uh, the WILI YouTube channel, and WECS Radio. Have a great week ahead. 
keep the faith.